And welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast review episode, review, review episode for week three of the 2016 college football season. Uh, joining me, as always, my, my two fellow co-hosts, by the way, I'm Spencer Hall. Hi, editor-in-chief of Everyday Should Be Saturday. It's uh, my current title at SB Nation. We'll go with editor-at-large. That works. My co-hosts, as always, uh, Florida State lost by 43 points. Joining me live from Kennesaw, Georgia. We usually call him Jason Kirk, but I like to just go ahead and get this out at the start. Uh, Florida State lost by 43 points, Jason. What do you think about that? Uh, well, they lost, I, that, that doesn't concern me. That's, that's more uh, y'all's jurisdiction, the Florida State losing part. Uh, Lamar Jackson winning by 43 points, however, that delights me greatly uh, because he is... He is our, our wonderful, our wonderful, sweet, wonderful, sweet football friend who yeah, delivers I, I, magical I, touchdowns for us. I agree. And, I agree with that. This is Pop. This is the Papa John here, and fills us with great delight. Yep, Pop, Pop, Papa John here. Just hang on, been... hang on. We gotta. I think we gotta no. call her. No, oh, just, hey, hey, is that is that Pop? Is that Papa John? Had Beat a that bi- ass by forty three points joining that's, us from Brooklyn. That's right. I had a big gulp full of ninety nine bananas for breakfast because bananas have potassium. Papa John, better ingredients, better get your ass out of here, Florida State. Now, how did he, how did he get to Brooklyn in this condition? Don't don't, don't worry don't, don't worry about it. You cop, you 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 fucking cop. You better tell pa- Papa. Papa stands uh, for Pope. I have I have holy authority over you. I, I don't know how he got to Brooklyn, but I bet he, I bet I know what he was saying along the way. Go, go, go. Big Papa! You gotta call me Jesus. I'm I'm the Christ figure. <laughs> Actually, he lost to he lost to Alabama. How oh. many different how many different oh, how many different ways, by the way, do you think that Peyton Manning has of avoiding Papa John's calls? <laughs> <laughs> I, I say this because I know that Charlie Weiss once at a dinner, and I know multiple people he did this to and say hey you know i mean like, i mean life's pretty great and everything i mean look i got bon jovi on my phone look it's bon jovi on my phone and i immediately thought like i know papa john has to do that with peyton manning right like papa john's worth eighty thousand times more money than peyton manning and he's got to hold up the phone and be like hey i'm just gonna call peyton watch it's nothing i'll just text him he'll text back in a minute i know he maybe he's busy i don't know he's 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 just you know he's a really he, he does a lot of charity that's probably why he isn't answering my text I guess Peyton, like he's calling audibles and whatever. Like he yeah. looks down and sees Papa John calling, and you know starts barking out Omaha and whatnot. Yeah, it, that's uh, that and that and this. Despite avoiding Peyton Manning's calls, the first thing we're going to discuss in this podcast is that that at the slice, the slice in Louisville. I, I called it the slice on Twitter, and somebody tried to correct me. <laughs> Yesterday they, they man. said, "Um, we call it the oven." <laughs> like I'm afraid. Listen, I've been in. I've been in the slice. Uh, it's it's not shaped like an oven. If it's an oven, then nobody closes the door. You see, because it has sort of a. It's it's a, it's one. Of, it's an open-ended stadium. There's a little extra facility there with a statue of Johnny Unitas. But that's not going to keep the heat in. This this is a pizza that has had a piece cut out of it. Do you really want like an intense run game to be associated with your brand of pizza? I don't think so. No. Yeah. 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 It kind of is, but yeah. Where it, does he, kind of, it might be. This, uh, so the final score, if you did not see, and man, 
I would encourage you, if you want to go back and watch something spectacular, find highlights from this game. Yeah, set aside some time if you're going to watch the highlights because it's not going to be a short affair. I watched most of it in the press box at App State Miami once App State decided that they were out of talent points. I realize that I just said Bobby Petrino was involved in something that was not a short affair. I get that. Let's move on. God, I, where where do you begin with the Louisville box score? Because it's just every it, – it's, it's sort of like if you go down through Florida State's side of it, this is what I imagine a NASA rocket inspection looks like after a rocket blows up on the pad where they're like, uh – Third down efficiency. Nope. Yards per pass. Nope. Yards per rush. Nope. Turnover battle. Nope. Total yards. Nope. Just like all of it is like failure. Just so many critical failures that it has the advantage of, in true team fashion, way to rally the troops. Uh, there's plenty of blame to go around Florida State. There's no need to point fingers. Everyone fucked yeah, up. Yeah, did, did Lamar Jackson double up DeAndre Francois through the air? Yep. Did he double up FSU's leading rusher on the ground? Almost. Uh, you know, did, did the rest of the running game do about the same to the rest of FSU's running? Yep, yep. Just uh, across the board. Did James Quick have as many uh, receptions as all of FSU? One away. Did yeah. even an Aguayo miss a field goal? And this is a complete collapse. Uh, yeah, and you can attribute this, by the way, on the other side, to not just one person. It would be cool to just say, man, Lamar Jackson completely dominated Florida State by himself. And that is like 60% accurate. I want to make that clear. It's 60% accurate that Lamar Jackson single-handedly dominated Florida State. Because, and I say 60%, because he had uh, over half of Louisville's total yards by himself. He had 216 through the air. And he had 146 on the ground on just 17 carries. And he had four TDs on the ground, some of which didn't look like they required much effort, even though I know they did because he's superhuman. No, there are other people that you can put in line for credit here, like Devontae Fields, the TCU castoff, who ended up being a dominant force on defense and making Florida State's offensive line look like too rash which I don't think they are. They looked like trash because they were playing a really good defensive lineman. Oh boy, Castoff is a real is a real kind word for what happened to Devon or what the Devonte Fields history is, but uh, yeah. We'll move on. Discard. Yeah. If, if 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 you if you would like to know more, uh Google Devonte Fields TCU gun. Yeah. Devonte Fields TCU gun. Uh he has kindly been referred to as um a reclamation project. As if, as if the problem was that he had termites. Hey, uh, I just saw a cool tweet. Um, the starting or the quarterback on the field right now for the Patriots is uh, Jacoby Brissett. So, Florida Gators. I, Florida Gators yet putting okay. yet another that's, quarterback in the pros. Just figured you guys would want to know that. Listen, NC State gets this one because they don't get to claim Russell Wilson. All right. <laughs> well, that's mighty nice it's of the Gators. I've enjoyed what happened with Russell Wilson, where people said. Wow, Tom O'Brien must have been a real dick to let him go. And then the more the public gets an eyeful of Russell Wilson and hears how he talks, everyone says, "Man, Tom O'Brien's so cool." <laughs> Just I mean, both, can't both things like be that. 
can't both things be true? Can't both things be? Can't Russell Wilson be like a really weird dude and Tom O'Brien just be like a humorless dick? Yeah, I think we were probably right somewhere in like 2015. Like we spent a couple years yeah. making fun of Tob, and then it swung probably too far in the other direction. Somewhere in there, we we nailed the equilibrium and just agreed these two people were not meant for each other. On on the Florida State side of things. And I am basically borrowing from Bud at this point and a number of other Florida State people. Uh, Dalvin Cook does not see. I don't think Dalvin Cook is healthy based on everything that he's done this year I don't, and I don't know. that they're doing with him. Is he ever healthy, though? Healthy. Yeah, I mean, has he ever been healthy? I mean, he came in. The, the thing was that he was going to bulk up, right? He's going to bulk right. up so he could take, you know, take more carries. And he's looked slower and more hesitant. Right, he's not the biggest dude in the world. He's not. It's not like he's petite, but uh, he might be a little heavy, and he definitely isn't totally healthy because it just hasn't looked the same. In fact, they looked a little bit better once his backup went in. I know it was garbage time, but still, uh, doesn't yeah, everything go it's... back to the offensive line though? Because I mean, his uh-huh. offensive line has it, looked pretty rough it's... all year. It does, but also like I think some of this was DeAndre Francois being a young quarterback who had to you know didn't always make the best decision about what to do in the pocket or even to stay whether or not to stay in the pocket so it's i don't like i said at the beginning you got 10 fingers you can point them everywhere cuz there is it, it was it was just a systemic collapse on the part of Florida State which for the record is fine this Louisville team might be super super good we already agree that they're super good but like it is entirely possible that this is just kind of like those years where Auburn comes out of nowhere and you're just like, oh, shit, Auburn's real good. <laughs> please, please, please note this is not one of those oh, years Oh, this could Auburn. be such a long-term prediction no. as Bobby Petrino is their head coach. So. Yeah, although <laughs> – So one of those years where mm-hmm. Auburn pops up and is good, I think we all know what happens pretty soon after that. Okay, this this checks out extremely well. I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Ryan, because that's that's what I had on my mind when I think about what Lamar Jackson is. Because Mike Vick said that uh, he was, what, eight times the player? Five. Five five, for his his calculation. One Lamar Jackson equals five picks, right? People saying, like, man, this looks like Michael Vick in college. And I'm like, I, it's a little different. Lamar Jackson just barely looks like he's even trying. Like, that's how big and like he he runs to me like vince young that lope where you say mm, he's not moving that fast no he's faster than vince young and he has the exact same amount of perceived exertion which is goodbye mortals i will glide this way for a dd au revoir yeah. that and it reminds this team reminds me a lot of the cam newton auburn team because they have one or two defenders you can pick out they have a pretty good offense built around lamar jackson already and they have Lamar Jackson. They have a transformational figure who, if he doesn't get hurt, is more than capable of putting up not only one, one of the most mind-boggling statistical seasons. Remember, Mariota, at this point in, this, in his Heisman season, had, I think, 11 TDs through yeah, this stretch? Yeah, we, 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 pull, we pulled the stats on this. Um, hold on, I'm going to pull it. Marcus Mariota in 2014 had 11 touchdowns through three games. RG3... In 2011, had 14. Tim Tebow in 2007 had 13. Johnny Football 2012 had 12. Lamar Jackson has 18. He is also uh, crushing everybody in terms of total offense 
the only other quarterbacks that had a thousand yards of total offense through three their first three games of the seasons they won the Heisman were Tim Tebow and RG three. Lamar Jackson's currently sitting at thirteen seventy seven. Good God. Yeah, he's it's he's just crushed. I mean, granted, it's a long season, and the September Heisman is a thing for a reason. Um, yeah, but let me let me yeah. let me go ahead and give you let me go ahead and give you the rest of that schedule in case you doubt there's some in case you doubt there's some meat on the bone for him to pull off. Okay, because now yeah. he's beaten what most people regard as the first or second best team in the ACC, and probably the best one by yeah. talent. Although, although honestly, it was such a it was it was so brutal that I think it has made us re-examine the pecking order in the yeah, ACC. Like, whether that's right, yeah, like, right, right, right. If, but like, one of the I guess we could say one of the best three. Then yes, that's one of fair. The best three and wiped them from the face of the earth. If I have the point margin, it's still an appalling show by florida state it's still dominance if i take the stat sheet and i take 100 yards and i just throw it over and a couple of first downs and throw it to florida state out of garbage time because florida state made a lot of first downs in garbage time and garbage time started early right we're fully in garbage yeah. time by like what late second early third here i mean yeah only only because old miss wasn't involved in this game right <laughs> right which we'll get to. All this is the greenest program in college football because there is no garbage time. <laughs> it's never garbage time or it's the, always garbage the time. The entire scoreboard is compost. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rich, self-renewing green program, dang it. Uh, please somebody Photoshop uh, Hugh Freeze as Captain Planet. Thank you. Uh, continue, Spencer. I was going to say, they play, like, and, I, and I mean this just in terms of, oh, man, he's going to put up some numbers. They play the following at Marshall. Whew. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about who, that who, until right now. Marshall just got dusted Marshall, by Akron. Yeah, and somebody, uh, some some Louisville fan was telling me, t- uh, saying to me today that I think Marshall has like a four game winning streak against Louisville. So this is not just like a oh yeah we scheduled Marshall. It's like nah we kind of want to beat yeah, the shit out. Oh of okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. gets worse. Okay, so they actually have a game at Clemson who defensively. More than capable, I think, putting Lamar Jackson under some unique pressure, uh, and mm-hmm. they could also yep. still lose by twenty. Like Clemson, can, Clemson sure. can just step up and lose by twenty, especially given I know they had one good game against SC State, y'all. Uh, SC State is not Louisville. Louisville's not SC State. I will, I will say, Clemson's D as as up and down as Clemson has looked. Def- defense been solid. The the def- yeah the defense has been great. Also, yeah, so I mean so. they they have that. I can't take that away from them, but then. Uh, Duke, NC State at Virginia. Ooh. Oh, you want a fun one? The biggest discrepancy in first downs in college football this year at Boston College, November fifth, two thousand sixteen, because they play at they Ooh. play a team that totaled zero points and thirteen <laughs> punts yesterday. Thirteen punts against Virginia Tech. That that made Virginia Tech look like Oregon. While Oregon looked like uh, UCLA, maybe. Mm-hmm. They got Houston, which is a legit game, potentially like just pure fire. On they also get that game on on five days rest, mm-hmm. and it's a road game. Um, that is the one that's worrisome. If if you're a Louisville fan thinking we can run the table this year, the two games you have to watch out for right now are the road game at Clemson and the road game at Houston. Uh, that said, we don't know what Houston will be. 
that far down the line. I guess technically we don't know what Louisville will be either. But yeah, there is a there is a lot of ACC dreck. Mm-hmm. All oh, there's the one middle, there, the there's the one schedule. magnificent piece of SEC dreck at the end. By the way, they have the the the. Oh my God! They're off. gonna slam the door shut on who, whichever interim is replacing Mark Stoops. They're gonna get that guy fired too. Man, they're they're gonna fire two or three coaches during this game because they get to play Kentucky. They get to play Kentucky at home in the slice. We have a policy statement on this game coming out in EDSPS this week. In short, don't think you should play this game. Forfeit. Nope. <laughs> don't play any. Don't play any of them, Kentucky. Um, the other, the other real, real impressive. Just take it to somebody and and make them look overmatched for most of the game. Ohio State forty-five, Oklahoma twenty-four. Oof. I mean, yeah, is Oklahoma not very good? I think we have ample evidence to suggest at this point that Oklahoma is not that good. Yeah, that this is maybe this is maybe like I think this is a team that could still win the Big Twelve, and I don't think that means much. No, like at this point in the season, I just look at. I mean, you don't want to get too far into the transitive wins thing and all that, but. I mean, okay, Notre Dame, we think they're good, which means we think Texas is good. Texas just lost a weird game at Cal. Uh, Notre Dame is also 1-2. Okay, Houston beat Oklahoma, therefore Houston is really good. Uh, Oklahoma's 1-2. You know, Bama and Florida State just beat Ole Miss, so therefore they're both good. Like, at this point in the season, you just run into such a puzzle that uh, I don't think there are any good teams, actually, but... Um, can, can I ask a can I ask a real unfortunate question? And this will I'm going to ask you both to pull up the standings for the year for all of college football. If I asked you to make a four team playoff right now, <laughs> out of teams that are one and two, <laughs> you could actually do a pretty good one. Oklahoma, oh. that's your potential Big Twelve representative, unless you really like Kansas. By the way, Oklahoma and Kansas have the same record. Um, <laughs> you can have Notre Dame or BYU. I'll take Notre Dame. Uh, you can have Wazoo. They're one and two, as is uh, US. Um, or you can have uh, USC. One and one in FBS, as we mm-hmm. recalculate. I'm sorry. So uh, then, based on Wazoo uh, record keeping policy, <laughs> they're one and one. So then, do you want do you want USC instead? No. Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, they punted, and then they, you in case sh- you don't know, USC punted. Yeah. From what the 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 fifty. It was about yeah, the 44 in the fourth quarter, and they said they didn't want to give their explosive uh, offense another chance, or something like that. Or yeah, they were uh, they they, so they punted and gained, uh, I think, what 17 yards or something. I, I think Clay yeah. Helton was the the spirit of Jeff Fisher has already saturated the the entire city. Rams fever, Rams fever is taking over so, the entire uh, L.A. metropolitan area. Yeah, I don't want them. The the okay. So you can also choose between Auburn and Old Miss. Old Miss, Old Miss, yeah. Old Miss. All right. So who are your oh, four? God, I th- I thought I could just say Old Miss like three times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we have to put in Oklahoma because they're the most important team in the country right now, despite not being very mm-hmm. good. And Notre oh. Dame is is the same. And Oklahoma, and I mean Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Old Miss, and U- USC uh, has two top what five losses at this point. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. take them. Oh my God! That is that. There's your playoff, ladies and gentlemen. If if the requirement were be one game under 500, um, this is yeah. Ohio State just and and this is one where you look at the box score for this game, and it's not even like you can say, oh well, Oklahoma had a ton of turnovers, or Ohio State had a bunch of lucky special teams play, or Oklahoma got killed by penalties. 
they just got outplayed. They no, just they got, got flat outplayed. Dude, they got beat up too. I mean, Ohio State had nearly fifty rushing attempts. They were good on the ground, just consistent, able to able to, like they were consistent enough on the ground. Like I listened to this game primarily on the radio, and it hurt listening on the radio because every time it was it was Samuel for six, Barrett for yep. five. Yeah, Weber for Weber eight. For, Weber for seven. Weber, yeah. yeah, it just and you're listening to it going, God, oh, they, they, this this is painful. This is because they are just mm-hmm. mathematically they are a hard team to face because they will force you into three and outs. They are very fast. If they do if they do move the ball on you, they'll probably pressure you into turning it over. Especially if you're Baker Mayfield, who has a certain joie de vivre at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, imagine if Indiana Jones just spent two and a half hours in the movie running away from the boulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what Oklahoma, what Oklahoma, Oklahoma, you were Indiana Jones in this game, and unfortunately, that boulder just kept coming. Yeah, and the, it, this, it, this is, is the, a this is a fanfic. Yeah, this is the five minute version of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where it ends after five minutes. This is this Jones. is Lego Indiana Jones, and, and yeah. <laughs> Playing it for the first time. Those games are hard as hell, by the way. Um, oh man, those games, those games are great. Can I give you one note on the Jurassic Park one that I tweeted out? But it, I, I feel like I need to share it with the listeners in case they don't know. Like Jurassic Please. Park. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Dr. Ellie Sadler, Laura Dern's character, uh, mm-hmm. she has the power to jump into enormous piles of dinosaur poop and find stuff. <laughs> like she does a full swan dive into it and like rummages around and triceratops. I think that's how Kansas State recruits. Uh-huh. That's. Uh-huh. A, Dr. Ellie Sadler, Bill Snyder's spirit animal in the Lego gaming world. That's a sentence that just came out of my mouth. Life's wonderful. Yeah, this was a beatdown. Um, this was not. This was a game where, I mean, ahead of time, I had Ohio State, not because I have any great insight, but because I have Bud Elliott in my ear all the time going, they're not even on the same level talent-wise. And they didn't look, especially on the lines, they did not look the same. Yeah, th- yeah, this is a um, funny one. Uh, early in the day, Louisville beats FSU, and you know, recruiting isn't real. People pipe up, <laughs> and then after this one, they, oh, oh, okay, I see your now. Okay. Can I? Can I? Oh, can we flip that script back again? Okay, and give you the recruiting isn't real flip on another <laughs> recruiting game. Recruiting truthers. Yeah, let's give you a recruiting truther uh, riddle here which was 36-28, the score of the Michigan State-Notre Dame game. We should all preface that. I, I don't think any of us watched this game in its entirety. Oh. I watched a decent amount, but even when Notre Dame started coming back, yeah, I just I just didn't. I used, I used the word riddle intentionally because all three <laughs> of us all three of us are very confused by this game because uh, we were all watching something else, correct? Uh, Notre Dame had three turnovers. There's a big part of the story. Uh, yards per yeah. play looks like it was pretty much this. Oh well, Notre Dame couldn't run at all, and 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 Michigan State could. Yeah, well, Michigan five State yards is about there. average. Yeah, let's see. Two point three for Notre Dame. Is do we have Do we have our healthy? Yeah, do we have our Do we have our standard Mark D'Antonio Big Ten game plan? Yes, we do. Got about a what? Yeah. Got about a what? A two to one ratio for rushes to passes? Yeah, this is about right. Yeah, just That's looking what you at want. the box they, score. They were, this looks like what uh, what Michigan State likes to do against passing teams. Just say, sure, you can go ahead and do that. You're not going to run. The the Baylor-Michigan State bowl game, when Baylor got a big lead, and then Michigan just State just said, well, what you going to do with that lead? You're going to run? No, I don't, I don't think you are. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, Michigan State's plan is like, we're going, to, 
we're going to give you the foot the football equivalent of a generic Thanksgiving dinner. The rushing attack, that's the turkey. We're just going to make you tired and regretful and sort of stick in your system way too long. The passing attack, that's the mashed potatoes. You're only, you know, only going to have a little of those compared to the turkey, but they're also just going to sit with you and just really make you feel unpleasant. And then the defense, uh, I guess that's dinner rolls, where where somehow you're like, yeah, you know what I need? Starch. Let's have some more. Let's have some more heavy starch here. That'll so- soak it up. And you're like, nope. And now you're just all bound up. Now Notre Dame is just now Notre Dame is just sweating and hoping it'll poop before before the morning. Oh comes. well, there were some soiled drawers, all right, in this game, sir. <laughs> oh, there was uh, there, there was Brian Kelly shouting, "What the fuck are you doing?" At uh, everyone yeah. thought at first that it was Brian Van Gorder, but it seemed he was shouting past him at another assistant, and I couldn't discern who. And then apparently after the game, there was some sort of a his account faved a tweet saying Van Gorder should be fired or something. I don't know. I just saw you, <laughs> I just saw someone put out a statement about it or something. Like gave it the same Petrino um, uh, explanation about oh oh one of my tweet assistants did that. Also yeah. taking a a timeout to punt and throwing an assistant under the bus which by the I think the quote was these are the players we recruited this is not on them this is on the staff. So this is all I'm hearing is Brian Kelly, future Buffalo Bills coach. This is so he, so he, <laughs> the blame he places. It's now escalated, and if yeah. they lose, if they lose again, he's pinning it on like the athletic director because that's oh, yeah, the next no. step up, but other than himself. <laughs> you don't think we'll get? To, you don't think we'll get to St. Peter? Watch <laughs> Notre Dame lose to Army. We'll blame that on St. Peter. He's got bad gate control. I don't know what to tell you. Army, Army, by the way, uh, currently much better record than Notre Dame. They're three and zero. They're uh, the if the independents were a conference, Army would be winning it right now. Who boy? We were talking about this pre-show. That uh, first of all, in case you have been under a rock, and you know we know you, you're you're shut down, full cast listener. You might have woken up under under a rock. That could that could have happened yesterday. Forty-eight, forty-three, Alabama in Oxford, snapping the two-game win streak. Feels weird calling two games a win streak, but two games back to back against Nick Saban is no small feat. Uh, so way to go, Ole Miss! It was fun being on the top of the bottom as long as you were, with Alabama being on top. Forty-eight, uh, forty-three. Alabama snaps that streak. Not a real interesting game, and like a, a big, unwieldy, garbage time heavy. It's hard for me to say what constitutes garbage time for Ole Miss because they can score real fast and they won't hold the lead. So they'll just maximize this whole style of football that we play now to get as many plays in and to score as many points and still lose against quality competition. That's 2016. I think the stat that came out of this game was that Ole Miss was the first team in like 50 years to blow blow two 21-point leads in a season. So so that's where you're at. Chad Kelly will pass you into contention and then he will pass you out of it because you have no run game. None. Well, what's what's so staggering about Ole Miss is that they blow the lead so quickly. It's not like watching um like Florida State Louisville from a couple years ago where it's like okay, they're just sort of it's slowly bleeding out of them. Like you you go up by three touchdowns and then it takes maybe six minutes of game clock to be like, oh, now, yep, now it's a one-score game. Yep, yep, uh, yep, and now we're losing. 
It's just it it happens so quickly. Yeah, even better than that, so, so, I so think quickly. is they rebuild the lead so quickly too. <laughs> like they jumped out to a fast <sighs> lead, surrendered it immediately, um, and then Bama sprints out to a huge lead of its own. And then Ole Miss is you know it, it was like two or three entire minutes left. All right. And they had a legit chance to win <laughs> after. Oh man, I I, I love this game. I, not a lot of people. Um, well, I mean, the refereeing was hard to get past. It was extremely bad. And Gary Danielson, I don't, I I I guess he kind of made it worse. He was so upset about it, like it, it was bad. <laughs> but he was like acting like someone was shot on the field, which. I, somehow made the entire experience less pleasant, but uh, this game was amazing. Just the the gigantic momentum swing. I, I mean, the most interesting the most interesting part of this game happens in the end of the second quarter when I, I will give you the timestamps because otherwise you might not believe me. It is twenty four three with two minutes and forty seven seconds left in the second quarter. And at the end of the half, it is 24-17. Bama scores 17 points. Bam, 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 bam to get back in this. It's a breathtaking counterpunch. If you watch it, it's a full three-phase thing, how they get back into this. It's Yeah, <sighs> and it is It is blinding. And there's no response to it. Like, if you wonder where, where Alabama gets its strength and power, it gets it from two things. One, cheap, high-fructose corn syrup being mm-hmm. available across the government subsidized yes across the united states so way to go you independent pioneers of alabama you can thank the u.s government for all that extra body weight two they get it because they're so deep and they're so good across every single position and have so much talent to burn that they can do this that they can apply pressure at every single point and they're just going to be better at you at one point on the field you'll snap and that's if you watch old miss that's what happens here and then it goes down to Chad Kelly being able to hold the lead. And Chad Kelly, not the most ball-secure quarterback. So Ole Miss has to play Georgia next. A Georgia mm-hmm. team that barely beat Missouri. What happens if Hugh Freeze loses that game at home? Uh, the thing that I said would happen all along, which is that Hugh Freeze is in danger of losing his job. Because my theory, my theory being, Hugh, anyone at Ole Miss is always capable of losing their job. Anyone. Y'all like Petrino for Ole Miss? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, just the thought of an SEC West bidding war for Bobby Petrino is enough for me. I don't care where he ends up. Louisville fans were unhappy this morning. There's some show on ESPNU where they just have like the most scalding takes on Sunday mornings. I I don't know if it's new, but like last week they were. Booting. I think it's called Tire Store Coffee. <laughs> I think that's the name of the Like, show. they have a segment where they boot all the one-loss teams out of the playoff as if, like, you think it's going to be nothing but undefeated teams. I it's every And everyone's just so hopped up and fired up. And, I mean, it'll wake you up, sure. But there, there was some segment where the caption Louisville fans are passing around was like, would an SEC team dare to take a chance on Bobby Petrino? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck would an SEC team not take a chance on? I mean... Are- this is the this is a division that's going to be recruiting Art Bryles next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, Petrino is one of your more honorable options. <laughs> I'm not telling you what's good or bad. I'm just telling you what will be. You'll have to. I mean, hey, listen. It's not like Auburn had a uh, promotional thing going on this weekend with Bruce Pearl, basketball coach Bruce Pearl. 
barbecuing. That was a thing. Wait, uh, there, there, yeah, I thought you were like, making Auburn's fun of Penn State. Knows. Did this really happen? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I missed yeah, this entirely. Oh, yeah. Auburn's, Auburn's fuck you is fully well, in Well, that's, that's fine. No, I mean, mate. Compared to compared to uh, <laughs> Penn State having, oh, no. having oh, paterno boy. videos and um, a few Baylor fans clapping for Bryles, there were some reports of a standing ovation, but I don't know if I buy that. But still, clapping for Bryles. Uh, Barbecuing with Bruce Pearl sounds pretty great compared to those two things. Oh yeah, that's a that's a parking ticket. <laughs> I'd go do that right now. Yeah, like um, yeah, that's to me like this is not even a question of whether this will happen. We do this every week on EDSBS. We try to figure out which SEC West coach is going to get fired. And after this week, I don't really see anybody except Nick Saban who couldn't get it at this point. Oh, maybe Bielema. is pretty secure. Yeah. I, I, also, Kevin also, Kevin, Kevin right Sumlin looks fine. Some, Kevin, it's look, September. Look. It's still September. Right yeah, now. right, but but they have they have the win over UCLA. They went into Auburn and won. Granted, the offense is still like a little sputtery, but it's in Auburn. Weird things happen. They haven't they haven't done anything dumb enough to 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 really be worried at yeah. this point. Oh, and by um, the way, by the way, A and M three and O right now. Not me. I had them going six and six at best this year. Yeah, somebody reminded me of that on Twitter. That's cool. Uh, let, let them. That's the we're real, wrong. I, I think fun. our official prediction was they would race toward the top ten and then collapse. So we're hey, we're, so we're still on we're, we're still on yeah, track. We're still, we're still on um, the the most worrisome thing for Ole Miss at this point, they have not played a true road game yet. Granted, the game in Orlando against Florida State had road game elements, but they still have to go to Arkansas, to LSU to Texas A&M. I mean, they go to Vanderbilt. We can skip that one. Those are like three three teams that have enough right now and play well enough at home, historically at least, in the case of A&M, that I would not feel great about that if you're an Ole Miss fan thinking you can pull out of the tailspin with ease. It, it, it can happen. It will not be easy. However, there will probably be fewer Confederate flags in the stands of those games, so therefore those uh, venues are better for sports. So that would be good. Important word, fewer. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed to be fewer. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, word, uh, a word about that, by the way, as a point of transition, we have uh, Texas A&M beating Auburn. Uh, Auburn, uh, after... A week of being assured that we were going to retool and focus on the fundamentals came out with a magnificent first drive, and then after that, uh, that was it. That's all you got. You got one, one real good drive. I, there are so many things wrong with this team right now. The defense is not one of them, which is very, very weird. It is almost exclusively the offense. It is almost exclusively the lack of a quarterback. And the ability to function within that system, which is not what I thought, because I watched Gus Malzahn turn a DB into a quarterback who went to a national title game. And I didn't think that was yeah. something that was going to be a problem at Auburn. But here we are three years later, and uh, White Sean's not getting it done. So this game was 16 10 at the end of the first half. Reasonably close feel like okay auburn's hanging in this one this is what they did in the second half punt 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 turnover on downs touchdown turnover on downs yeah (laughs) feel the excitement 
and, and also mean, a moment late in the game, uh, I think about a minute or two to go, when one time program savior quarterback John Franklin III ran out of bounds on fourth down um, without achieving the first down and just sort of felt like a metaphor, a microcosm, whatever you want to call it. Like there, yep, there there goes Auburn. Just Reggie yeah. balling it. Reggie uh, balling it out of I bounds. Mean, can I? Can I? They get to. They get to play LSU next. Week. Oh yeah. Let, let me give you this. Uh, <laughs> at, at, cor- at quarterback, it, it, I, I'm gonna. We'll play a little prices right. What, what did they average? Yeah. If you don't have the box score open, or play, or just play me. I don't care. What 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 did they average per completion against Texas? Per, and per complete per completion. Oh man. Yeah. What were their yards? Uh, yards yards per catch. They had. So first of all, good news because I'm learning there were completions. Hmm. I'm gonna. It has to be like a, at least over seven, right? Jason, your guess. Um, man, I think I'm gonna go four. Per 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 completion, not per attempt. Yeah. The closest without going over is Jason. Shit. Four point seven. Holy shit! I was being sarcastic. For well, he sarcastic gets you this beautiful cabinet and dinette set, sir. Because no, no, you're totally you can't do math. That's per attempt, you asshole. Oh, per oh, like that's changing it for you. Oh, sure. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> well, well only, when he, when you have a di- he only went to Georgia Tech. It's true. I only went to Georgia Tech. Not no. Not, I think it's no, important to note that Auburn throws a lot of incomplete passes. I think they deserve credit for that. When. They, that you know, when they complete the ball, it's fine. Well, it's just that they often management don't. Management is what it is. I'm, I'm going to make Ryan happy by noting that the yards per incompletion were zero. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> there, there's. I don't know. There's probably a grounding in we there. Got, by the way, like somewhere. I didn't get Bill C on here to explain to us how to. <laughs> how I think to this is a real. By the, I think this was like a real positive indicator for an A and M because A and M had a real good day on offense against a pretty good defense on the road. And did so rushing the ball. Like they ran the ball real well, had over two hundred yards rushing, real balanced offensively, they had two hundred and forty seven yards passing. Like like this is this was not a magnificent performance. They're just like, you know, two hundred and forty seven yards and all that. Until you consider how well they played thus far as a defense in Auburn. So this is all very promising. Their offensive line big and nasty. Saw Booger McFarland, who's been awesome, by the way. Like I like Booger McFarland on TV, commentary, whatever. And not just because I get to call him Booger. No, he's been great. Uh, he was bragging on their offensive line. You go back and look at the highlights, and yeah, yeah, they're they're beating the daylights out of people. So A&M, reasons for optimism thus far. Can you transfer any of that optimism to Oregon fans? Mm, nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. They, um... Because I did, they... I did watch... I watched this side by side with Alabama Ole Miss and man that, that was a contrast was yes. it <laughs> I mean uh, yeah it was because if you look at it if you look at it there were no big dramatic counter punches this was just continual goofing forward by both teams I, I gotcha I gotcha just uh, yeah yeah well the my the favorite stat for this one of course is like the obvious one oregon went for four two-point conversion five five, five. they went one of five well, okay. one of five and lost by three, three points three points so yeah, sometimes points. you just take the one like 
And, and, you know, you send that out and then math people hit you with, actually, it's 52%. So if you do it a thousand times, you'll come out ahead. Well, okay, you only did it five, not a thousand. I mean, I mean, if they could have, they would have done Nebraska's it Nebraska's defense times. is not very good, but you're not going to score a thousand touchdowns, in my opinion. It's not the 200 yards passing that should bother you. It's your continually piss-poor rush defense that allowed Nebraska, a team that struggled to run the ball against Wyoming, to have 228 on the ground. That's it. Wyoming did a better job defending Nebraska's run game than Oregon did. Hey, who's their defensive coordinator, Ryan? Uh, he no. Twelve penalties for 124 yards on Oregon. There is there is a lot of this game that feels like Brady Hoke. There absolutely is. Like decision make questionable decision making. Uh, get a last drive and just look like total ass in the process. Make a not that good quarterback look reasonably competent as Tommy Armstrong did going for about 300 total yards and four touchdowns. <sighs> so this in this is... game, Oregon was way better per play, uh, won the yes. turnover battle, won the total yes. yardage for whatever that's worth. Um, they were equal basically on third down and fourth down. Um, honestly, this game, this game down to, they were a better rushing came team. Came down to a few crucial penalties and the two point conversion thing. <laughs> like it feels stupid. Like it feels reductive to say it came down to that, but the box score is basically even and like any advantages are in Oregon's favor, uh, almost across the board. That's, I mean, it, it feels like a, a bad cover song of Oregon, I guess, because for years Oregon went for two after every touchdown, and it was cool. Not every touchdown. Shut up. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it was cool. It was a good idea. It was aggressive and all that. And, uh, boy, when it goes sideways, it sure does. But you know what? Uh, it wasn't all tears in the Pac-12 North. No, no. Because Cal, because Cal beat Texas. That they, that they did. <laughs> Boosting, <laughs> boosting Stanford's schedule down the line. Is that your is that your angle yep. here? Sure. Yeah. No. 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 Sure. I, 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 listen, Cal and Stanford. I, I'll say it. The West Coast's most important football mm-hmm. rivalry. The rivalry. Most important. The game. The. The. The most important on any coast. Most. Yeah. Fuck you, Apple Cup. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I think that's uh, appropriate for the Apple Cup. I love the Apple Cup. I have also watched so many Apple Cups in like blinding snow or rain or wind combined with two teams with absolutely nothing to play for. It's my dream rivalry because hatred and like absolute piss vinegar, like detesting the other person. That's all that matters in mm-hmm. the Apple Cup year to year. Stanford Cal, we it yeah, this this might actually mean something that feels so weird to say. <laughs> and if you'll remember, by the way, if you, um, want, if you want a historical moment to pull from this, that is my favorite Sanford Cal moment is when Cal beat Stanford when Harbaugh was coached there and someone gets in the locker room talking about the axe, the axe, which is the rivalry trophy. Do you recall this, either of you? No. No. Okay, look it up. It is video of Jim Harbaugh taking questions as Stanford's head coach after losing to Cal. So it's already pretty rich. And there was a guy <laughs> in the back because it's the Pac-12 and no one has anything organized and doesn't care if he's in the locker room. Someone in the back is going, we got the axe! We got the axe! Was it McCaffrey-Heisman guy? It really, I hope yeah. it was. I really do. Except it had. He it, did a masters at Cal. He did a masters at Cal, so he moves I hope around. He, I hope cool. he just wanders around. I hope he's. I hope it's the same guy who was in the Texas Tech Oklahoma video, 
for a few years back. Sure. Or, 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 the, or the the student the student who ran up to Lane Kiffin and was just like, "Fuck you." Yeah, that's exactly who I hope this was. But he's in the back going, "Y'all tried to take it, but we got the axe. You're gonna have to. You, we get it for a year." Like it's just this yep. guy. And, the, and then everything went good for Cal after that. <laughs> I like we get it for a year. Like, like, I, I'm I'm yeah, familiar with. Cool. Long-term football scheduling. <laughs> I've checked the calendar. These are the rules. I know how. I know how. I know how trophies I've work. I've downloaded a table from the Rivalry Wiki, and I've analyzed it and come to the conclusion <laughs> this game is played every twelve months. Uh, um, Texas. This Texas Cal game was great because it, it sort of had all the hallmarks of a 2015 Charlie Strong Texas loss in that. It felt like there was a kind of questionable use of the quarterbacks and uh, a lot of offense that didn't necessarily lead to as much productivity as you might like. Um, you also had making another team look really good, possibly better than they mm-hmm. are. Uh, please reference Iowa State last year. And you had ref bullshit. Oh, yeah. Like it has it has all the essential ingredients for a Texas game that makes Texas fans so unhappy. This is- so vintage unhappy. Texas upsetting Texas. Texas. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you had, you had a little bit of you had a little it. bit of quarterback injury going on. Um, I would, but I they did put up forty three points on a on a non defense, but they they did. Yeah. Can I can I tell you how many points Cal scored in the fourth quarter? Again, something that uh, Cal refusing to ever satisfy a single trend. I would like to pin on them other than being trifling and adorably dysfunctional, Cal scores zero in the fourth quarter. Zero. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Where are you getting, where are you what getting this from? What box scores have you been looking at today? Because what are you your looking information- at? Are you drunk? I'm looking at ESPN. But you might want, you might you want sure? to shake your computer or something. They- uh, no, is, is, that, is, 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 is ESPN. You- is that from this year? Yeah. Look at it. Jason, are you seeing the same number? So how many total points does Cal have on the game? I have 7, 17, and 21 for 45. That's not right at all. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm looking. Am I? This is never, oh, my God. Am I looking at the total wrong box score? <laughs> I I just for for listeners I just want you to know this is like a little window into the world of what it's like to work with Spencer Hall. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm looking at the 2015 box score, which by the way, which was also good. Sure, that's amazing. Good it just wasn't the, it just wasn't this game. That was the that was the extra point miss game, right? That yes, which by the way, is this is this Cal's second in a row versus Texas? Yes. Streak is, I believe, now two and zero against Texas since Mac Brown went politicking against Cal. Um, so I looked this up today. The Big Twelve against Power Five non-conference opponents this year is three and six, and that is a number that, because they're not Power Five, asterisk yet, does not include the Oklahoma loss to Houston or Kansas as many losses. Let's let's jump around a little bit to some of these other games. Stanford USC was just a just a stupid stupid game. Chris Fowler tweeted out something like uh, Christian McCaffrey had I want to say a, over, well over a hundred yards uh, rushing before contact. USC just got totally manhandled, and 
Uh, good luck getting ranked again. This no, season. They, this is, they, they will. But yeah, no, the, no, I don't think so. I think this is this. They could end up with a losing record. This is a real That's bad. Never stopped yeah. USC before from being. Uh, w- Wisconsin barely survived Georgia State, a winless team, I believe. So. Hey, they beat Georgia Southern last year. I think they're capable of anything. It's a quality win for Wisconsin. Go Panthers! Great job there. Uh, Tennessee looked like looked like very very warmed over leftovers against Ohio, but managed to win and also suffered a bunch of injuries in the process. We talked about Georgia Mizzou a little bit. I have skipped over a game that we should mention ever so briefly. And that is North Dakota state 23, Iowa 21. What better way to celebrate a contract extension for Kirk Ferentz into the 2020s than by losing to North, North Dakota state. You gave Kirk Ferentz a $500,000 a year raise uh, each year for the next decade, roughly, and you paid North Dakota State $500,000 to come beat you. That is a million dollars extremely well spent. I would like to I would like to share this statistic with you from this game. Iowa had 25 rushing attempts and they gained 34 yards. Welp. Against now, I will. I will say this. All right. No, the buy. Listen, the Bison are for real, and there's a reason why this is the sixth straight FBS opponent that they've beaten, collecting over two million dollars in the process. Which one? But, I, I will say this: North Dakota State and Kirk Ferentz, both earners. They're both big earners. Mm-hmm. That's true. They both they both get paid when Iowa they loses. Have, so. They are both here to uh, to profit off the University of Iowa. They both obey. Yeah. They both obey Young Dolph's rule of rule one, get the money. Rule two, don't forget to get the money. Okay. <laughs> also, North Dakota State. It is real time. Like we need a we need a running list to put for people who don't watch as much football as we do. We need a running list of FCS teams in this first month or so who will just point to and say uh, that ain't that bad because Iowa. What it's real bad to lose to an FCS team. I don't want to get that wrong. But this is a kick-ass FCS team that is like this close. Like I think they're they're obviously more talented than a lot of FBS teams. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but well, we you really wouldn't think the number thirteen team in the nation would be one yeah, of them. You really that wouldn't. part kind of sets it apart. Also, we have spent the past two years telling Iowa to please cancel this game, please for your own sake, please don't yeah. do it, don't do it. Why'd you schedule this game? Oh, and every. Single time, you know who pipes up and says, nah, no worries, we'll be fine. Iowa fans stressed over and over that they weren't going to be the ones to fall victim. And never, ever say that about North Dakota State because they're... You know know who's on NDSU's future schedule? Oregon and Colorado. Yeah. And there's time for both of you, but I don't think you'll take advantage of it. So, Mm -hmm. Helfrich, by the way, as we all know, uh, you and I... I think Ryan, have we discussed this? That that Helfrich, what's his record to get fired? Like, I, it's astonishingly good. Oregon will totally fire a coach who's going, who's eight and four. Oh, they yeah, they haven't they haven't truly fired a coach in a while, so they've got a lot of that stored up. I think. Um, or the alternative is that they don't really know how to do it. There's they that have, they don't have any forms. Like they, they they lost the paperwork. Yeah, or it's all oh man, well this is all. These are all. This is Windows compatible software. We all have apples. Shit. We can't fire them. They have not, by the way, fired a coach. 
And you, you said a long in like in like thirty years or something. A long time. Yeah, uh, I, it's I believe- like the the coaching office there. It's like it's uh, rent control. Like, like they hired one coach and then it just yeah, get, kept getting passed along to to grandkids. Because before him, before Helfrich, we have Chip Kelly. He leaves. Sure. He leaves to take left for the NFL. Left for the NFL, and Daddy's not coming back anytime. <laughs> I don't know. His team's down by thirteen right now on on my TV. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, he's not coming back to Oregon yeah. now. Rich Brooks accepted the job there. It was his first gig in nineteen seventy seven. Okay. Rich Brooks was not fired, so nope. they haven't fired a coach. Since not, since they have not fired a coach since nineteen since the bicentennial nineteen seventy six my entire life has occurred <laughs> and you're old and I'm old my entire life has occurred without Oregon firing a coach yeah they I mean they have an interesting road ahead of them too because they host Colorado who. For at points looked very competent against Michigan. They got pretty beat up, and they also uh, had some special teams problems. They go to Wazoo, which it's Pullman, it's a Mike Leach offense. Make no assumptions. And then they got to play Washington, and the Washington streak is—I don't know what it is uh, on the nose, but I—I I, I believe it's at least a decade that Oregon has beat Washington. Based just on what has happened through three weeks, and granted, Washington has not really faced much of a stress test so far that streak looks like it will end and that will be a very painful thing currently that's one that's that's one of those streaks that i think does sort of start to change the tenor around um mark helfrich and if he should still be head coach keep in mind the the turnaround in the oregon program occurs largely around beating Washington for the first time in a long time. The current win streak is at 12. They haven't lost. They haven't yeah. lost to Washington since 2004. God, who was Washington's coach then? That would be Rick Neuheisel. Oh my God. 